Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. This nursery rhyme was first published in 1862 in the Christian Recorder. As a child, I was told as long as people do not touch you, they cannot hurt you. I was taught that what people say about you does not matter because you know the truth. I was taught to tell the truth no matter what. I listened. I remembered the names, preacher's kid, nerd, tomboy, and even the admonition, stop acting like a little black girl from my second grade teacher who was also black. But we all know this rhyme is a lie. Words hurt. Not only do some words hurt, but the lack of words hurt when a call to action is needed. I will speak from the theme, you won't break my soul. The house inspired Break My Soul is a popular hit from Beyonce's new album, Renaissance, that dropped last summer. Big Frida of New Orleans, a queen diva of bounce music, track Explode is intricately arranged and such, as such a hit that it won the 2023 Grammy Award for Best Dance Electronic Recording. Big Frida, born Freddie Ross, is a loud and proud advocate for racial and gender equality and LGBTQ rights. She continues to reinvent herself as an artist, singer, dancer, and television personality as she collabs with various celebrities around the world. I share this American history moment because there are others in the black community with gifts and talents that would like to share in this world, but have not seen anyone like them do it. Her mother's encouragement and her Baptist roots of singing in the choir and playing the piano have been the solid foundation of Big Frida's journey. I imagine when Apostle Paul uh, heard about the issues of Corinth, he thought about how he had contributed to the situation. He had previously spent a lot of time in that community. He selected Corinth, a major port city with lots of temples to Greek and Roman gods for his early missionary assignment. He taught them about Jesus Christ and the people formed a church community. He sent this letter because of the division and related problems in that church. Other teachers had come down since Paul left and people were picking their favorite teachers and speaking bad about those who didn't pick the teacher that they have selected. Rome was expanding control over areas like Asia and Galatia. This created a mix of people 
mingled religions, rituals, and beliefs within this single empire. The area had ethnically diverse population, including freed slaves from Italy, Greece, Syria, Egypt, and Judea. And with Apollo taking up residence in Rome, devotees of the goddess Isis moving from Egypt and Jewish communities flourishing across the empire, religious diversity and ethnic complexity created much discomfort. Religious diversity and ethnic complexity created much discomfort. We already know what can happen when it comes to life, relationships, families, and communities forced into change. We see it now with the way the immigrants are, have been bussed and dropped off without proper planning for care and the surveillance of the borders. We see the religious discrimination directed toward Jewish and Muslim and Hindu and other faith communities that do not align with Christian nationalist values. We see it in our black indigenous people of color and people of African descent. Increasing efforts to remove African American studies and black history. In fact, American history of people who are of African descent. The people of Corinth, they were loyal to their leaders they had, declaring, I belong to Paul. I belong to Apollos. The people of Christian identities included Christian Jews, pagan Christians, free Christians, enslaved Christians, male Christians, and female Christians. And Americans, we have also declared our loyalties. I am a Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative. I am a Christian. I am Jewish, Muslim, religious, spiritual, undecided. When we hear these labels, we know which leaders come to mind. We know their foundational values. We also know if their values match ours. The people of Corinth faced tensions similar to our issues today. The role of women in church and society remains a problem for some faith communities. The legacy and continuing efforts of slavery and racism was a concern. Church splits and disagreements remain painful realities, as well as the debate of sexual ethics and inclusion of all Christian children, of all God's children. We can look at the church 
and we can look at our church and see the issues causing discomfort in this sacred space. And this space is not as diverse as the text reflects. We can look at our community and see the divisions that keep humanity from moving into wholeness and belonging. When we look at these issues, some of us are out of our comfort zone. Our voice may rise or lower. Our bodies may stand. We may cry, scream, or shut down. We may communicate in an assertive manner or choose a passive aggressive means of expression. We may even do some name calling or calling our siblings a liar when they are speaking facts or sharing their truths. Life gets scary when you feel like your people are not represented. Life is awkward when you do not understand a certain group of people. The truth is, sometimes it gets ugly. Our feelings hurt. We are exhausted from having to figure out the workarounds. We are tired of being the only representative in the room. And I know we all have been there before. If not, there's some homework for you to do. If society is able to erase one identity, it can erase many. The psalmist reminds us that it was our heavenly parent who formed our inward parts and was the architect of the beginning of our existence in our parents' womb. Knowing who we would be and we would have to put up with in our community giving us the ancestral memory that would be our guiding force before we even know our own selves. While Paul told them about the community, it was up to the leaders to keep going and God maintain the growth. Each of us would be assigned a task we are responsible for the planting and watering in the field. We are the co-workers with God. We are the farm, the garden, the community, the field. We are the building. And we are also human. We will make mistakes and God will help us grow. So what do we need from God? As we serve, love, and lead in this community, we will need to be watered, revived, and reminded that God has designed each of us 
for such a time as this. During this time of wars, political disagreements, violence, injustice, cultural insensitivity, and lack of compassion for humanity, God has designed you. God waters us, and we possess a foundation as it is laid by Jesus, the friend, the healer, the teacher, the inclusive neighbor, and the one that forgives. The water represents the fluidity of life's changes. The water fills our vessel and supplies us with nutrients. Water is life. It allows opportunities for us to explore the ways to affirm and support people we do not understand. The water fills our vessel and supports our most sensitive elements. And the water rids us of waste and keep us hydrated and healthy as we put our faith into action. This water. And God revives us with education. Each of us have the tools and the people we need to learn about our own selves and learn about others. Paul mentioned in the letter, the people were not ready for solid food because of their jealousy and fighting. He described them as babies. Education is our food, and when we acquire the best food for us, we will grow. Not only will we grow, we will be healthy, and the seeds we plant will grow as well. When we see juvenile activity from people who claim to be Christians or followers of Christ, we know these people are working in the field with limitations of development, and they lack hope in our future. The people who fail to educate themselves, as we try to serve and love and lead the community, are only planting seeds of immaturity. So are the people who restrict education. And this goes for those who create bills, like the North Carolina Parents Bill of Rights, HB 755, that puts LGBTQ kids at risk of harm without proper education on sexuality and gender. Paul reminds them of their lack of growth. They were not spiritual. Because if they were spiritual to Paul, they would be equipped and they will be able to hear Jesus telling them how to act, how to serve, how to love. They would be able to hear spiritual words. They would appreciate the gospel and the good news. And they would receive the spirit to Paul. 
Paul's response was sent as a reminder of the church that there is communi- this community is supposed to be centered in Jesus. No matter where they came from and look like and sound like, centered in Jesus. He reinforced leaders and teachers are servants of Jesus. It is about knowing the good news about who he is and what he has done. He reminded them of their ancestor who was savior and liberator. Savior and liberator. Paul challenged the Christians not only to operate in worldly ways as as mature liberated, but as mature liberated persons in Christ. He challenged Christians not to operate in worldly ways, but in ways that mature liberated persons of Christ would act. Life and living beyond this physical body, enlightened and open to a mindset of growth and acceptance. Knowing that we are watered by God and revived by education, the last step is affirming our own identity. God reminds us that we are designed for such a time as this. We are all different on purpose. God gives us religious and ethnic diversity, knowing that our designs include different bodies, traumas, strengths, and purpose from each of our own ancestry. This informs us, informs us of how we will show up when experiences happen. And this is our soul. Our design creates a different growth opportunity in the field, in the streets, in the building. This gives the field vibrancy and variety, colors. This keeps life intriguing and as mystical as our faith. Attaining cultural awareness is the fertilizer, the boost we need to avoid becoming complacent. We must be aware when we hear code words and phrases that play a role in social and political anxieties. Weaponizing language is not healthy for a thriving community. The use of words like radical, hoodie, big and dark, loud, CRT, critical race theory, cultural wars. They are taking our... Black Lives Matter, race, sexuality, and gender identity. Don't say gay and woke to frighten and intimidate segments of society 
is harmful. And this is ongoing homework. Life will become uncomfortable at some point. And even for those that do not fit in the coded language, talking points. Even in the complexities of our relationships, God show us that the divine is present in things, all things, in people, all people. We know that God is faithful. As we are unique in our essence, each of us will plant differently. We will require various amounts of watering and we will grow at different rates according to our connection with God and the results of our service. And there will be some of us willing to live out in our full selves and an ultimate relationship with community. Break My Soul is more than simply a song. It has served as a call to action. Beyonce co-created with various artists to show the value and impact of owning our healing and self-care. While we are here in these bodies, we have a chance to live in love. We have the ability to cherish and celebrate the energy of our community. We have access to the Holy Spirit working through us to inspire, to teach, and to broaden the possibilities of hope. We have the honor to witness the wonder of God's divine creation of humanity. While we serve in this world, remember, sticks and stones may break our bones, but words or lack thereof will not break your soul.